You are listening to a podcast from the UAB School of Nursing Health Network. Good afternoon and welcome to Clinical Pearls. I'm your host, Tedra Smith. Thank you all so much for being here with us. If you would like to engage in our conversation today, feel free to type your comments in our chat box and we'll answer as many questions as we can in our 30 minute segment. We are delighted to have with us today, Dr. Terry Pope and Dr. Curry Bordelon. Welcome. Thank you both for being here with us today. We'll begin our conversation today by having each of you tell us a little bit about yourselves and I'll begin with Dr. Poe. Hello everyone, my name is Terry Poe. I'm the Chief Nursing Officer at UAB Hospital and I have a Doctorate of Nursing Practice that I achieved from UAB in 2013. Thank you, Terry. Thank you again for being here. And Dr. Bordelon? Hello, and thank you for having me. I'm uh, Curry Borlon. I'm a graduate of, from the DMP program from UAB in 2017. I am also faculty at the School of Nursing uh, and the current interim assistant dean for graduate clinical education. All things about the DMP pathways. Thank you, Curry, and welcome to both of you today. I want to talk a little bit today about the DMP and translating knowledge into practice. First, if you could just share with me a little bit about why you decided to pursue the DMP degree, and I'll begin with you, Terry. Well, thank you for the question. Um, I knew as a, a newcomer to UAB in 2009 um, in a director level role uh, that there was more out there to learning and associating my knowledge with uh, other knowledge that was evidence-based across the country. And um, I, had a, I had the opportunity to have an excellent leader and a mentor who encouraged me. She had just finished the DNP herself and she encouraged me that this would broaden my horizons in an area that I might have had weakness. Uh, I think about like advocacy that I know that I'm better now as a leader uh, because of the DNP program. Thank you. Thank you so much. And Curry, would you like to share how you decided to pursue the DNP degree? Certainly, you know, back when I completed my uh, advanced practice degree, I, I started really kind of getting in the clinical setting, becoming that more and more expert within that clinical setting and realized that there was a lot of ways that we can improve what we're doing. Uh, and so I've always had that inquisitive mind to be able to figure things out, to try to figure out how can we improve a process? How can we improve uh, how we're treating patients? How can we look at outcomes? How can we look at measures to, to begin changing things? So at the time, you know, I'm starting to explore do, would I like research, do I want to stay in clinical, you know, would I want to expand clinical practice? And it really was the fit, the more I started discovering the doctoral and nursing practice program to see what it offered to give you that leadership ability, but also to, to, to give you those skills that are necessary when it comes to quality improvement, to be able to identify ways and methods to improve, but also give you that skill uh, to, to, to learn how to do it. How do I do these uh, items? How do I look at evidence uh, and indicate uh, what what the latest trends are? So I really never had that skill before, and I and I recognize through exploring the doctoral nursing practice program, the DMP program, how I, that would be the best fit for me. And that's that's kind of that, that's what drove me in that direction uh, is to to wanting to learn more about clinical practice side and how I can influence uh, outcomes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Which is mostly what the DMP degree kind of tailors the learning, the knowledge, the skill set is to be able to go into practice and do quality improvement, utilizing evidence. Um, so thank you so much for sharing. 
And Curry, I'm going to ask you this next question. Um, there's uh, a lot of questions usually we get, you know, what's the difference between uh, someone prepared as a DMP and someone prepared as a PhD? How would you kind of describe that to someone? I know you interact with students a lot. So how do you typically help them understand the difference? Certainly, and that's that's one of the one of our main questions we get quite often, especially those students who, are, who, who attend open houses and uh, for any of the universities when they interact with people at conferences and trying to learn more about the different degree programs and so forth. The 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 way I look at it and the way pretty much uh, the, within the scope of the degree is two real large categories. Research is the generation of that new knowledge. Research is uh, is a platform and a skill set that allows you to uh, not only identify an opportunity, but to do research on that opportunity to to identify outcomes from that. So if you're comparing uh, certain groups, you're comparing different methodologies of treatment, medics, medications, you know, pat, uh, different processes and so forth, you're comparing that to, to identify those outcomes and does this influence that? Is there some sort of relationship in the two? What is the rationale or meaning behind why someone chose uh, a certain care you know, uh, facility or, or, or so forth? So that's that generation of new knowledge that often gets disseminated, whether it be in a presentation format or a publication and so forth. Well, in, in the clinical side, the doctoral nursing uh, practitioner degree, or the nurse practice degree rather, is about uh, that, that translation of that new knowledge. So our PhD colleagues generate this new knowledge for us to then translate into clinical practice uh, for all of our, you know, our clinical degrees. So it's taking that knowledge, taking that evidence that's available, taking what others have done and, and identifying a new process or identifying a process that is applicable to your population. So the PhD is really that generation of new knowledge, it's that identification of relationships and so forth, whereas the DMP is about translating that into the clinical practice setting. Thank, thank you, Curry. We do have one question from the audience that I think you will probably be best to answer. Um, the question relates to the DMP. Is the DMP worldwide? Is it in the UK? Do, do we have DMP programs all over the country? And outside that's a, of that's a great question. Certainly, that's a great question. And I will tell you the DMP or doctoral degrees Doctoral degrees are not unique just to the United States. Doctor of nursing practice degrees are. are. That typically is where uh, we're able to advance our, our clinical practice side. But a PhD is a sort of a standard doctoral degree for many different areas, many different countries and, and so forth. But the doctor of nursing practice degree has really built over, you know, since 2007, if you will, when you have a small handful of programs throughout the United States and over time, the number of programs have continued to build. You know, one of our professional organizations, the American Association, uh, American Association of Colleges of Nursing, uh, and what it is, is it gives us the most updated information when it comes to how many programs are available, how many students are graduating in the U.S. and so forth. So really, we've seen a steady increase from, you know, a small handful, 40, 50 programs in the U.S. from the early days all the way up to where you know we're at about four just over 400 about 407 i believe was the last data point uh, of programs in the u.s with another 45 or so that are in the planning phases so it's really to meet the demand there's a growing demand a consistent demand for doctoral prepared and it really is to 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 be able to influence modern healthcare. our colleagues in different degree pathways 
already in that space, farm, uh, farm Ds for pharma, uh, pharmacy students and graduates or farm Ds, you have therapy Ds, you have uh, our CRNA colleagues are finishing, have, have completed, they now only have a doctoral program to exit. Uh, so what you're seeing is the, nur the nursing uh, pathways are now uh, embracing that. A lot of our professional organizations are embracing that. Uh, as the terminal degree for advanced practice. So there's a lot of positive things that are coming from the degree movement to that doctoral degree. But for the DNP itself, it really is uh, what we're finding is the United States. That's the, the, the largest academic uh, settings that are uh, embracing this. Thank you. Thank you so much, Curry, for addressing that. And we talked a little bit about the DNP versus the PhD. So Terry, I would like to ask you, how do you apply the knowledge and skill set of your DNP? What are you, how do you utilize it in your current role? Well, I use it daily. So in a large academic medical center where a lot of decisions are made every day, I think about often uh, the DNP essentials, and uh, sometimes I think as you achieve the DNP, it's really that time frame post graduation when you look back at what you've learned, and that's where you recognize the huge value that that is there. And uh, just a key on a few, and uh, just the systems thinking approach and the interprofessional uh, work and language that we have um, every single day. The focus on population health, and when you really think about it. That's, that's really what we do every day in, in the hospital environment. We, we look at a patient population, we use our interprofessional collaborative relationships, and we come together as a system in order to make an outcome change or difference, and then we're able to measure it. So we learn from our success or our failures, and then we reapply that um, based on our knowledge. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Terry. That's a great answer. I know that you in your setting also work with PhD prepared nurses in your setting. I know Curry, you do as well. So I want to ask this question to both of you and I'll, Terry, I'll let you answer first. How does the DNP prepared nurse and the PhD prepared nurse collaborate? What are some things that, that are examples from your uh, practice that you see where the PhD has a role and the DMP has a role and they come together for patient care? Oh, great question. Uh, thank you for that. I'll, I'll give you two examples. Um, the first, um, we'll talk about uh, pressure injuries. So our organization, uh, this is a real example, our organization was struggling with ways to improve our uh, incidence of hospital-acquired pressure injuries. So it, as, a, as a DMP, I'm very productive in the, in the clinical environment. How can I make a change and implement it and, and in practice every day? Um, we had a um, PhD, I have a partner that's a PhD that I work with almost daily. And she was able to recognize our opportunities, learn from other organizations, study, find the science behind what we needed to do. Everything from implementations of practice to informatics, even down to supplies that we needed to use and help bring that in to our organization. And now we've seen this steady improvement uh, month after month and, and soon probably will be the, the national uh, winner when it comes to uh, pressure, pressure injury reduction. So, so that really was a PhD to the DNP and implementation. On the flip side of that, during the COVID pandemic, uh, there was no science. We, we didn't really know. We were, we were busy kind of writing our own. And, and, and so in that environment, um, this same individual was able to take what we were doing, measure its effectiveness, 
and then disseminate it with you know, multiple presentations and um, publications to share with others the great work that we were able to do here in our clinical space. Thank you, Terry. That's a, a very good example of how you needed that the research component of it, as well as that quality improvement implementation science component of it. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Curry, I know you're from the academic perspective. How does the PhD and the DMP prepared nurse collaborate in the academic setting? Certainly, and you know, you know, Terry provided some great examples of that clinical application and how well we're really starting to, over the last few years or so to explore that relationship even more. Uh, you know, and, and that really is getting to know each other's degree. And as I said earlier with that graphic, it really is, we've gone from in 2007 where it was, and you know, the programs just really started back in early 2000s. And where it is now, there's more and more of both of our doctoral degrees in the clinical setting. And we're also starting to embrace more the relationship of the two. We really do function much better together collaboratively and how well you know uh, quality improvement initiatives might identify a new area of research potential or a new process that can be evaluated within that uh, quality improvement initiative and the vice versa happens whenever you know research has identified potential new quality improvement initiatives that can that can come from the research activities because every time that we're doing this whether it be research or quality improvement we're identifying new opportunities in healthcare. Healthcare always need always has opportunities for improvement, and that's just the nature of a constantly moving and very dynamic uh, system. And whether it be a large academic system, or it could be an outpatient clinic, or it could be telehealth, or it could be you know school nursing. It could be so many different ways that research and uh, quality improvement both feed off each other to identify new opportunities in the academic setting. We've recognized that. More and more universities are recognizing that uh, that blend and how the skill sets from each a PhD and a DNP is so beneficial to modern healthcare. They actually have programs now that are dual, both dual DNP and PhD, where you're earning both of the doctoral degrees at the same time. And it does spark one for each other, meaning that your quality improvement work will spark potential research or your research will inform uh, potential quality improvement initiatives. So, they really do feed hand in hand and the skill sets for each, although unique, does keep driving that educational opportunity uh, in, the, in the direction that'll improve uh, our health system, our health partners, uh, and really access to care and access to nursing care throughout the United States. Mm -hmm. thank, thank you, Curry. You mentioned getting the degree. Um, so that is a big question, you know, what's needed to pursue the DNP degree. If I was interested in pursuing a DNP or had students approach me, are there any special professional experiences required in the certifications beforehand? What would someone need to do to be able to apply to get their DNP degree? Uh, certainly, and there's, there's a couple of different things I would say uh, for our students. You know, most all university settings uh, will have information sessions, they have open houses or what have you, so we can get to know a little bit more about what your interests are. It is a passion for, for change, it's a passion for continuing education. It's a passion to ask why. Why do, why do we do this process this way? What opportunities are available to improve 
uh, outcomes and so forth. So it's that inquisitive piece to, to, to be able to learn in that continuation of learning. But it's also an understanding that there are many, many different universities throughout the United States on different platforms, uh, you know, whether all in person, hybrid, uh, virtual, distance learning, whatever it might be. That really is a program out there for everyone to try to, it's really to, to, to dig deeper, to, to go to websites, go to these open houses, to learn more about different platforms and different degree uh, learning opportunities. So there's different degree types. Uh, you'll have a post-master's, meaning that you have a post-master's to a doctoral degree. That post-master's to a doctoral degree uh, is for those individuals who already have a master's degree in nursing or related health uh, field. And what that does is allow you to enter in uh, to a post-master's program to focus on the doctoral degree portion is to earn your doctoral degree. We have other degree programs uh, that include a post-baccalaureate to doctoral degree. Much more uh, aggressive program. It's, a, it's very comprehensive, but it's, it's where you're learning not only your doctoral content, but you're also learning some content for a specialty degree of your choice, whether it be advanced practice or so forth. But there's also other things such as a postdoctoral certificate program that a lot of universities have that is specializing on something such as nurse executive or you know, population health or quality and safety. There's also doctoral degrees that are more focused. Uh, so you might have a general post-masters to DMP or post-BSN to DMP degree, but you also have those that are post-masters to DMP in population health. So there's lots of different ways that you can you know, customize your learning experience and to be even that more marketable within the health system because more and more health systems are recognizing where we are and how we can help when it comes to improving uh, care for our patients and really helping to change things for the next generation of healthcare. Uh, our health system, uh, again, is we're always, there's opportunity for improvement throughout health systems. And the, the more advanced degrees, the more advanced learning and knowledge that you have, sets you in a place where you can help support that change within the health system. Thank you. Thank you so much. And Terry, Curry just mentioned the health system. Now I know you work in the health system and you're a DMP prepared nurse. Tell me about a day in the life of Dr. Terry Poe in the health system. What does that look like? So I think um, it, it's a little bit of quality, a little bit of safety, a little bit of service. Uh, so you know, I might start my day with a one-on-one -on -one meeting with a colleague that's in the administrative suites, and we might work on how as a system we can come together to achieve an outcome. Um, I'm on multiple quality committees and how we deliver safe, high-quality care at the bedside. Uh, also service. So uh, recently I was uh, attending a uh, really a legal in-service where we're learning about the legal environment and the, the two things that that individual, one of our attorneys said, is kindness is the first thing and documentation. So I might take a snippet from that and use my ability to influence others across our you know, 5,000 nursing institution and share that information. Um, so also I do quite a bit of rounding. So I I try to kind of see out of my periphery what's out there that will keep people safe and engaged. Um, so in the course of a day, uh, I may have uh, 10 or 15 meetings, but all really driven on the way that we can improve a safe patient care and service at the system level through the ambulatory and inpatient environments. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So in your opinion, someone that's pursuing a DMP, what type of characteristics would they have? If they're contemplating PhD versus DMP, 
what type of characteristics do you think would lean and lend itself a little bit more to a DNP prepared nurse? I think someone that's currently in a clinical environment, you know, wanting to grow within their organization. Now, we have many that have transitioned from the bedside to an assistant type leadership position on into a manager role and then really want to spread their wings and see things at the systematic level. Um, and I think qualities of anyone in a, a, a continuing education, high level education degree is determination, having some idea that you want to make a change of some sort. And so many of our individuals that are pursuing a DNP have found something within their environment that might be as simple as something that keeps them up at night that they really believe that some change would bring a positive outcome. So, so I believe that, you know, already having in mind that you can do great things and that you want to work with others to get it done um, is really what, what you need from a determination standpoint. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I couldn't agree with you more. And Curry, I want to ask you this next question. Um, what other roles or what other settings can a DNP prepared person work in? I know we talked a lot about the health setting, but if someone is not interested in maybe staying at the bedside, what other areas can a DNP prepared nurse work? So as you, as you look at the different roles that uh, DMP graduates have uh, pursued or secured, it, it's really expanding every day, if you will. So not only can you be in the clinical setting where, you know, a lot of our uh, graduates and, you know, stay in the clinical setting or in the clinical setting, they might advance the leadership in some way. Uh, as Terry mentioned, uh, you might see them in different managerial director roles or working, you know, way up within the health system. You also find uh, heavy on advocacy. Uh, you have a lot of our uh, graduates start becoming heavy, you know, advocates, policy uh, writing, uh, organizational structures, professional nursing organizations. You might see more and more um, uh, graduates in, in that space. You also have academics as well, uh, whether it be education, um, you know, whether it be education at university or college or, you know, community college levels, there's all different levels. You might have leadership within that uh, the academic setting. There's also, you, you might find outpatient clinics where uh, the you know, nurses, graduates from their doctoral program might learn skill sets to have their own clinic. Um, and being able to to run their own clinic to influence and influence and inform policy uh, you have others that are in leadership roles you have those who might be partners with research facilities or with uh, big large organizations like the national institutes for research really is there's more and more facilities recognizing the unique skill set that a dmp graduate will have uh, and they look at ways that they can incorporate them within health systems either like i said large you know, hospital systems, clinics, you know, school nursing, uh, and so forth. So there really is once, for instance, for example, when I graduated with my doctoral degree, doors started opening in the sense that, hey, we're, we're looking for an expert in this area to do this, or we're looking for an expert to do that. You might find editorial boards reaching out to you with your expertise uh, with publications to be able to review articles or to be able to be a special column editor or something of that nature. So there's lots more opportunities that you'll find consulting uh, work we, we've got some of our graduates have written back for recommendations with consulting work or you might have uh, you know there, again there's lots of opportunities that that go outside the, the clinical space or the, or the bedside or patient care directly uh, where our graduates uh, might fit with with the, with the unique skill set that we have 
Thank you. So you mentioned several different settings. Thank you for doing that. So what is the job market like right now for someone that's prepared as a DMP? Uh, certainly. One of the things that you'll find, it's, it's one of those things that it, it depends on the setting. Uh, you, might have, um, you might have health systems, academic settings, uh, national organizations, and so forth that might post job opportunities. And it might say that master's minimum with a doctoral preferred or something along that line. It might be a value added when it comes to the clinical setting. I know for a lot of our uh, advanced practice providers uh, and as myself as well, in the clinical settings, uh, it, it may not be a huge difference in the clinical setting from an advanced practice provider and a DMP prepared versus a master's prepared uh, when it comes to direct patient care like that. But when it comes to leadership, you might find differences in that. So and that's commonly a question that we receive from a, uh, from a lot of our potential students or current students about pay differences and so forth. It's really less about the direct difference in the same role. So if you're a master's prepared and you're working in a particular role and you achieve your doctorate, you may or may not have an increase uh, in pay or benefits from that directly, but it really is about all the other things that start opening up opportunities for additional, you know, whether it be employment, consulting, or, or something along that line. So it just really depends on the setting of what the market is like. The market varies, uh, you know, clinical practice, as far as clinical practice is concerned, the market is, is quite uh, open right now with many opportunities across the United States when it comes to advanced practice degrees, the doctoral degree will be beneficial. Uh, in each of those settings. When it comes to specific nuanced uh, job roles, specifically, so for example, quality and safety, you have more and more facilities that are expanding their quality and safety initiatives to improve outcomes um, and things like that to improve you know, overall care to patients, uh, reduce costs, reduce uh, unnecessary hospitalization and so forth. So quality, quality improvement initiatives are, are big in many health systems or clinics. Uh, so that's where that space uh, will be for a doctoral prepared where you can really showcase that as a graduate is not only am I a graduate with this specialty or with this background, it really is I'm, I, as this doctoral degree, I have these additional skills to be able to help the health system. So again, to go back to your question, it's quite open in many different areas. It just depends on what your passion is. Uh, the doctoral degree is, is going to only be value added to you. It's only going to be positive for you uh, when it comes to your outcomes and your employability. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Terry, I want to ask you from um, the health system. I know there's a great need to translate knowledge into practice to continually improve patient care. What are some of the major issues or challenges that you face in the health system where a DMP would be beneficial? I think the number one challenge that most um, of, of healthcare facilities are, are facing right now is really um, having enough of our workforce um, to, to do the, the job of high acuity um, numbers of patients who are coming into our organization. So that's um, nationally, we're seeing that trend. We know that there's hundreds of thousands of nurses fewer out there that we need over the next couple of five years. Um, so I think really working to, to find ways to build models and test new models um, is, is one way. Um, it's, you know, how do you take a, what once was an all RN group and realize that that's not possible and begin to use um, other models where we incorporate LPNs and techs and CMAs into our workforce and then test how that's working. 
um, and then reapply so that we can cover our entire um, institution. I think the other thing that probably hasn't been mentioned here is relationships. Uh, so one of the values of the DMP and one of the ways that as systems go through challenges, I think having relationships with other DMPs and PhD partners across the country has been very beneficial for me and learning the ways that they're doing work and trying to implement something that fits in our own organization. Thank you. Thank you. So very important work that needs to be done. Um, so great need for DMP as well as our PhD partners to to generate that knowledge for us and be able to translate it into practice and do some innovative things to, to provide patients what they need. So thank you very much for sharing that. Our 30 minutes is almost up. Can you believe it? It's going by really quick today. But before we leave, I would like to ask each of you, what do you find most rewarding about being a DMP prepared nurse? And I'll begin with you, Curry. One of my biggest rewards from the degree is the new opportunities. Um, and as I, I mentioned some of the opportunities earlier, but I will tell you, I, you, you never really imagine what opportunities start opening up until you're in that degree pathway or, or completed the degree pathway. So for me, it's all the additional opportunities from being on national boards and so forth. Not saying you can't do that with, without the doctoral degree. It puts you in a place where you have added skill sets. So it, 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 put, it sets you apart. It really does show of your, you know, of your desire to, to learn more, to, to have advanced skills and so forth. So for me, it really is to be able to uh, to, to perform at a, at a higher level, uh, if you will. So, but yeah, th that's probably my biggest thing is the opportunities that have opened up because of this. Now, the influence on clinical practice, the influence on outcomes, to be able to think about it, like Terry mentioned earlier about systems approach and systems thinking, to be able to look at things in a larger scale than just in your unit. That is also important because you're now able to shift that thing and say, okay, we'd like to make this change. This is what the internal data says. This is what's going on. You know, when I look at all the evidence, this is, the, this is what the evidence is indicating. It goes beyond just that unit because part of that quality change or part of that change allows you to look at a larger scale. So we're gonna do this here. How does this impact patient flow up, you know, upstream, downstream, uh, if you will. But again, that's, that's the skill set you're learning with the degree to be able to do so. But yeah, certainly the opportunities and the additional skills is what really has been my most uh, beneficial outcome. Yes. Thank you for sharing. And Terry? Uh, I, I really can't say it better than Curry. I was thinking the same thing other than I was thinking that I would say, um, I believe that I see the organization and our uh, population, the opportunity to take care of people in the community more at a 5,000 foot view now, as opposed to inside the organization looking out. So I think the DNP gave me that. And then um, additionally, and I kind of mentioned this in the beginning, I think it also brought um, me to, to realize that there were things that I felt I was really weak in, um, healthcare policy, informatics, other things that the DNP taught me that I've really gifts that I can bring to that too in partnering with other people who are really strong there together we can make a huge difference. Thank you. Yes, together we can make a huge difference. So thank you Terry and Curry for being with us today. This has been a rich discussion and thank you all for engaging in our conversation today. This is the end of Clinical Pearls and we'll see you next time.
Thank you. Thanks for listening to Clinical Pearls from the UAB School of Nursing Health Network. This podcast is also available in video form at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash nursing network.